0: We are live on Tried and True, the DC United post game podcast presented by Heineken. And uh, well, I <laughs>
1: look—that's more energy than I thought you were gonna bring. So. It, well, I was excited. <laughs> we
0: we just—we just got off the watch party, and you know, thank thank our listeners for for joining and hanging out with that. And That's it was fun. so weird every time I said it, right? It was like the post game watch party. It didn't—it didn't flow right. Yeah, so I was excited to just, excited. just <laughs> hit the gotcha. mark again. Bless you, bye. But the season's over, guys. DC United fall, uh, three to two at home to the Montreal Impact. Another, you know, must-win game against the Impact. It doesn't go the way it should have, and um, here we are. We're live. Um, John Lee joined as always. The whole crew's here this week. Sam Kastner, Joshua Morgan, Michael Black. Uh, as as we welcome you, in. and it looks like any moment now we'll be hearing from Chad Ashton in the post-game press conference. And Michael's dialed into that to let us know when. But guys. How we feeling? It's over.
1: No.
2: <laughs> Sad. I, I'm surprisingly more positive than I thought I'd be at this point. You know, obviously it's disappointing not to be moving forward, but we saw, you know, a lot of good things happen today. You had a lot of hope for most of the game. You saw Paul make his return, which is huge. So I, I don't think that can be overstated. It sucks not to have any more games this year, but I think if, if we're honest, we weren't really thinking that this was a team that was going to make a run at the cup. I prefer certainly to be in a position to play for it, but all told, we're in a better spot now than we were a month ago. So, nothing, nowhere to go but up, right?
3: Yeah, that's the big takeaway for me. I I don't have the same gloom that I had uh, midseason when we were just we were just not scoring goals and, and not winning games. Uh, this is the second game in a row DC United has had a lead and then lost it, unfortunately. And I think that's why they missed the playoffs. Unfortunately, you know, it, it kind of hurts, but. Uh, we we all saw this coming. Uh, the the uptick at the end of the season was was a bright spot for me. We're, we're all we're all looking around. at Sam. Sam's our eternal
0: <laughs> optimist on the show, as you guys know. And uh, Sam, I I hate to break it to you, but five thirty eight just pushed out an update, and and we have a zero percent right, chance right. of making it. Yeah, I think I'm the most
1: heartbroken of the group right now, and I think that's because I was the most sure we we're gonna we we're gonna make playoffs um i think it hurts you know especially some sweet that every game went the way that we needed them to yeah uh the miami game didn't but that one ended up not mattering, not mattering because yeah. the other two did um and the fact that we were winning for so much um and then we just weren't able to kind of see it out which is really unfortunate um i'll echo what you guys said that the fact that we're even in this situation um at this point in the season is super great um love that we weren't Cincy today right they had already been eliminated so the fact that we had something to play for was great Um, like Joshua said you know it was the ball was basically in our court we just couldn't see it over the line um, which which is really sad I think I'm gonna be sad and then I'll let myself be sad and then (laughs) (laughs) after the post game I think we're probably going to talk a little bit about like what to see next season um, and I will be freshly optimistic for that part of it don't you worry but today right now I'm just sad
0: I'm with you, Sam. I mean, I think what's what's frustrating actually it looks like we're ready to go to Chad Ashton, so you'll hear my thoughts in a moment. Go
2: to Steve
4: Goff first. Steve, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Chad. Um, what, uh, you had the lead um, late going. How do you think the game unfolded in those last 15, 20 minutes?
5: You know, I, I, I think we needed to punish them when we were up to one, they were getting super open. Um, we were starting to get opportunities. I thought um, we could have punished them on a, on a couple counterattacks, counter-attacks and we didn't quite ex- execute the little foot here. Or, or um, And then when there were times we probably should have kept the ball and, and been a little more patient and made them defend for longer periods of time. But they were obviously starting to open up knowing that they had to go for a goal. And at the end of the day, we just, we didn't, we didn't punish them.
4: We'll go back to Steve. Chad, looking uh, not just at the the drama of this last game, uh, trying to get into the playoffs and finish strong. How, uh, are you able to reflect now on the on the last couple of weeks and what this team is, has gone through um, down the stretch?
5: Yeah, it's it's obviously heartbreaking. You know. Um, We've been decimated by, by injuries all year and I give the group such great credit for showing such character to hang in there and find a way to get us to today. I mean, you have that many injuries, I don't care what team it is in the league, it's it's difficult and it's going to be a struggle. And you know it was a struggle at times even today we lose a guy in the first three minutes of the game is is just um you know the narrative of of the entire year but again the the guys <laughs> roll up their sleeves and and say let's go um even this week you know we we were dealing with two three different guys having issues and trying to figure out a lineup and, you know, even our starting lineup, you could see there's no natural outside back in the lineup. Um, It's tough. It's tough to go into games um, with guys playing out of position, but nobody ever complained one time. They, they continue to work, continue to do, everything they could to to try and get a result and unfortunately we we just came up a little short you know i think on a normal night you would have been making real defensive subs and and trying to lock it up and um we just didn't have a lot of personnel to to go that way the way we needed to protect the lead was was to score the goal but the, the group is is going to be fine moving forward. you know It shows great character. it's it, it's the building blocks of a foundation that creates culture and and these guys are are still in the process of creating that culture, but I, I believe the group took a lot of steps towards creating that.
4: We'll go to Emily Olson. Emily.
6: Chad, one of the players you got back from uh, the injury list was Paul Areola tonight. Um, when he came in, he had a, a chance on one of his first two touches. He had that chance uh, there at the end. What did you see from his performance? Did you expect him to go um, as hard as he did? And, and what does this mean for for a player like him?
5: you know it's just the first step for him so you know he's he's got a lot on on his table as far as moving forward but it was so great to see him out there again again he was back in in such a a record amount of time you know so quick at at getting back and and being a hundred percent and again you just see what he brings to the table immediately he injects energy into the group immediately he injects uh his personality to the game and and you see him create chances and and bring a lot to the table for the group but you know it's 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 tough now that he only got got back for the one game and um but he's he's a great player and he, he's gonna help this club a, a ton moving forward
4: Chad there's no more questions man thank you
5: thank you.
0: C United's interim head coach Chad Ashton and I I mean it could be it could be the last time we speak to him, you know, post game because, you know, he's he's only in an interim basis and as we all know, DC United have some big decisions to make in the off season, um, and, and number one on that list is who's going to lead this franchise going forward. Uh, you know, in, in the skipper role, uh, Paul Areola will be joining us here in just a few moments. Um, <laughs> I cannot, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to hear from him. I, and and if we know Paul, he's going to be gutted. You know, he's he's yeah. going to be disappointed and and you know probably not want to talk a whole lot about him. Uh, he's going to want to talk about the team and how they didn't you know get a chance to. Although knowing, knowing
1: our friends in media, they're going to ask him a lot about what yeah, coming back meant to him.
0: You should tell him to watch the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't yet, I, I mentioned it a bunch on the watch party, but you should definitely check out the work the team put in, um, to, to the, the Paul documentary about coming back from the ACL. Um, I, I know, I know this is a tough spot and you probably don't want to go deep on more DC United content right now. Um, but it's, it, it's a fantastic, um, take. It's only about 20 minutes long and, uh, Paul's one of my favorite players, and it was just so fun to, to see him get through and get back out there tonight.
2: Yeah, and you saw a little bit of that. Uh, they did a quick post-game interview with him on the field afterwards, and you know, I think you he, he saw exactly the attitude that you'd expect from a competitor like Paul to say, hey, you know, it's great to get back out there, but our goal here was to win, and yeah. we didn't do it. We didn't do what we needed to do to make the playoffs, so... The, anything else aside it's it's not a a good result but i'll just echo that that it's so great to have him back out there we've said it over and over but the fact that he managed to make it back at all this year is remarkable uh it really speaks to his work ethic and you know it's exciting to see him coming back next year you saw flashes of it in the 20-30 minutes he got today and we know that by the time we get back out there whether it's march april whatever it is next season that paul's going to be out there leading the team
1: yeah, and you could see, like, how excited he was. You could see the, a very specific times when he was, like, collecting the ball in the box. And I think people not watching the soccer game had just had that feeling, like, Paul Ariel is about to take a shot on goal, right? Like, you could just see yeah. with every part of him, he's like, I am striking this ball, um, which was great, especially right after the first one, right? It kind of zoomed in on him. You could tell he was frustrated, and then he kind of laughed a little bit. Like, I'm sure the, the moment of just feeling all those feelings again. Um, and we'll send it to Paul now. Yeah.
4: Well, welcome back uh, to, uh, to active duty. Um, I was wondering if you could describe uh, two sets of emotions: one, just coming back from your injury after such a long layoff, and then also the emotions of this of this match and, and the season coming to the an end the way it did.
7: Yeah, um, you know, first off, I uh, you know this is my my plan was to to return as as quick as possible to help the team. Um, and I give a lot of credit to, you know, the the training staff and uh, medical staff and, and and myself as well for working as hard as as hard as we all have to to be able to put me, you know, in a position like today. Um, it was extremely important for me to to be available to help the team. I thought, um, you know, I was very confident in, in the team and and, and today. Uh, unfortunate that we couldn't get the result, but um, you know, it, it, it's. It's mixed feelings. You know, obviously it's it's great to be back, but at the same time it it probably hurts, you know, even harder than usual just because you, you know, I, I work so hard and 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 you kind of hold on to that hope of uh, you know, we making the playoffs. And so for us not to be able to do that is obviously disappointing. Um and 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 you know, obviously now we wait until next year. But uh for me it was a uh definitely a bittersweet day and and moment on the field. Thanks, Paul. We'll go to
4: Jason Anderson. Jason, go ahead.
6: Uh hi Paul. Thanks for speaking with us. Uh, congrats on getting back in, on the field. Um it, there seemed to be no real hesitation from you as far as going into tackles or anything, including that uh last one with um Piet. How did you feel overall um as far as just the soccer side of things?
7: Yeah, you know, I felt good. I I uh you know the reality is is that I, I've been training for quite a while um in and trying to continually push uh myself and and like I said, the training staff, you know, I I you know, I I feel like I've I've been you know ready for for a while now, and um, you know obviously have to listen to the staff, and, and they know better than than I do on timing, and um, yeah, I mean obviously it's you know it's nice that Pia uh, decided to to hit me like that and, and kind of get the first one out of the way um, because obviously my leg <laughs> survived and I was able to get up and kind of move on, but um, you know I, I you know when I go on the field I I just try and help the team. Obviously I felt um, you know, active and, and you know was able to create a few few different things, but um, you know, ultimately, I think the the fitness for me um, w- w- was a little bit of a factor. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a it, it, again, I'll say it's it's a really bittersweet moment to um, you know be able to share what I shared on the field with my teammates today.
4: We'll go to Jose Umania. Jose, go ahead. Hey, Paul. First, uh, welcome back. Uh, to the field uh, secondly I wanted to get your reaction you seeing your teammates and how they reacted to the loss and seeing them hit the ground and very upset and emotional you've been watching from afar how does it feel to watch your teammates and give it all they had in
7: those nine minutes to try and get a result to get in the playoffs yeah it hurts um, you know it really does the, the reality is 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 it, it it's hard to you know go two years with the same personnel on a professional team so for us it was obviously how can we um you know enjoy the moment and 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 you know understand that that this could be it for us um but you know I'm extremely proud of of the team and in, in the way that that we were able to get all the way to decision day and obviously with the other results if we would have won we would have um you know been been in the playoff spot so um you know extremely extremely proud of them and and you know I was hoping to to be able to to you know tell everyone to to stop talking bad on us just because of the amount of uh, bad press that we've got this year about how we're such a horrible team and, and all the things that have happened um, and and I was really looking forward to to you know pretty much shutting people up and and showing them that that we're here for real um, but you know that that's the way it is you know we we had a good game and and you know obviously the the tie in the end two two uh, kind of forces us to really go after it but. Uh, again, I'm, I'm super proud of every single guy in the locker room. And, and a month ago, we were definitely not in the position that, that you know, we had ourselves in uh, at the start of today. So definitely, definitely proud of every single one. We'll go to Steve Goff. Steve.
4: I'll uh, t- take us through that moment uh, around the 80th minute uh, when I think Raina pushed it out wide to you on the left top of the box and you curled it. It was close. What, uh, what was going through your mind as a play on – unfolded and and as the ball travels uh, towards the target
7: yeah i think you know right away i i, I kind of knew that that I, that I leaned back a little bit um you know just just thinking it over i probably could have just passed it to the to the far corner but um you know in the moment it, it's it's difficult to to stay to stay on top of it yet still get some power and i think um you know it, it was a bummer i think you know that one and the one in the very beginning uh where it gets blocked um, you know, those, those are chances that I think in the future, I definitely um, are able to put away that I put away in the past. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I think ultimately, you know, it was, you know, there are plays that, that, you know, could change the game. And, and I think that I definitely could have done that. And, and if I did do that, the game uh, looks a little bit different. So, um, you know, just dis- disappointed with that, but at the same time, um, you know, being out for for nine months, uh, you know, you don't, it, it's hard to reenact situations like that. So. Um, you know, definitely all you can do is train and, and, and hope for the best and, and focus on getting better.
4: Paul, we'll do one more question. We'll go to Emily Olson.
6: Paul, congrats on getting back to the field. This is, like you said, a moment that you've been uh, trying to get towards and, and since the beginning. Um, have you had any chance, now that you've done this and the season's over, to figure out you know, for you training wise or, or what, what's next as far as continuing your journey back?
7: Yeah, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Um, And, you know, I obviously don't want to, don't want to, don't want to say too much, but um, you know, I, I I think right now the, you know, I've worked so hard uh, for the past months to, to get to where I am and, and to kind of finally be back and not be, you know, so rehab oriented Um, and now I think I just have to take a couple, um, of weeks and, and kind of keep to myself and relax a little bit unwind. Um, and I'm sure that that the staff and and the training staff, medical staff, um, and I will definitely get on the same page and kind of figure out, uh, where to go to next. Paul, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Well, that's DC United's Paul Ariola joining us post game for the first time this season after he made uh, a return tonight. That I mean, he looked good, but I'll tell you, he he didn't mince words there in in, in the in the post game press conference. He wanted to win this game, and um, we you know I, I, we talked about it when he re signed a, a contract earlier this year, but. This dude bleeds black and red, and he yeah. was not happy about some of the press that this team was getting this year. And I don't know if that was just on the field stuff or if that was some of the broader stuff. But I, I guess when you're a player that's that's out and and they can't they can't be part of the team and be at practice every day, they probably consume a lot of content. And uh, yeah, well, Paul had a pulse on on <laughs> where how the media felt about the team. Oh
1: yeah, and I we even talked about right when he resigned, um, how we were a little bit shocked. Um, I think we were definitely more on the positive side of things for DC United. Um, But, but but it was still a little shocking, right? You have this national men's national team player who um, is sticking around with DC United, who was at the bottom of the table. And it looked pretty doom and gloom for the team at the time. And we were even saying that it was, it was pretty shocking for him to sign another three year deal. Um, Obviously it was great for the team to kind of take that chance on him coming back in full form, but also just shocking a little bit from him to sign a deal that long, you know, like maybe he gets back into form and wants to continue his career elsewhere. He's still a relatively young player. Um, but you're right. He absolutely bleeds black and red. Um, and it's so refreshing to kind of hear it from him. Um, yeah, and I it, like I felt it when he was talking about how he just wanted to be able to kind of shut everyone in the media up and kind of prove that this is a really good team. And I think that they've, they're well on the way to doing that. Uh, I think a lot of, you know, chatter that's been going around twitter and everything like that has been a lot more positive and i think that people are excited at least i okay i won't talk for everyone i'm excited for next season right i think we're in a really good place to move forward into next season much better than we were a month ago
2: it's got to be frustrating as a player especially a player as competitive as paul is to be there and not have an opportunity to impact things on the field you know certainly for all indications are he is a leader in the locker room and helping guys in all those other intangible ways but you're a player you want to get out there you want to be able to impact a game and get your team back where you believe they ought to be uh so to have him have the opportunity to get out there today and really show that is such a a huge opportunity uh i I think you're right it's it had to be it's extraordinarily frustrating to be sitting there knowing that you're better than things are and I, i do think that you know that perception of the team may change a bit uh you look at the the run of the last few weeks folks who watch a lot of mls uh, unfortunately we haven't been on a lot of national games it's hard to change a perce- uh, perception on a team without actually getting watched because yeah if you were to just sit down and say oh look dc united lost their last two games of the season and blew a chance to make the playoffs you know there's certainly a narrative there but i don't think that's necessarily fair for where this team was especially you know 60th minute when you're up two one and Looking really great to keep the season going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it still stings a bit. I mean, it's just to, to think of how, looking back at tonight's game, I mean, we were in pole position for so much of the night,
2: you know. From
1: pretty early on. Yeah, it's not a situation where we were really, obviously, we were all pretty stressed out, but it was looking our way pretty early.
2: Yeah. I mean, you got an early goal. Like, you know, the Pines yeah. was ball back in the net. What the ninth minute? Yep.
1: Yeah, and then we got scored on, and then we came right back, and we s- scored pretty relatively quickly again um, to be leading. And the all, especially all the other games went our way pretty quick quickly, right? um We really felt like this was going our way for most of the night, and it was kind of an end of the night dagger. Um, I was joking with my friend who texted me yesterday and kind of asked, like, "I'm thinking about becoming a DC United fan. What do I need to know?" And I was like, "Oh, here we go, man." Hey. <laughs> Um, And he texted me when at the conclusion of today and he said, I think I've been inducted. I was like, yep. Ending it at the end, right at the last minute like that is pretty DC United. Um, Again, a lot to look forward to, but just, we we were in that position. And it's so unfortunate that we let it drop at the last minute. Um, And along that thought, something that Chad had said was that we didn't take advantage of our opportunities, right? We didn't punish Montreal. We had so many chances to go up more goals than we did. And I think that's really indicative of a team that hasn't been in that position all season, right? We went through so many games of not having any chance to score on goal or like one shot that everyone knew was never going to go in, right? It really takes practice to score. You go, you got to know how to do that as a team. So the fact that like our recent run of form has been very recent, we were still kind of learning how to close games out and how to win them. And that's something you typically do at the beginning of the season. Obviously the coaching change so late into the season, um, really altered the trajectory of this team, but I think had that coaching situation happened a little bit earlier, um, then we would have just been more used to knowing how to finish out those chances.
0: When, and and not only that, right, but how often is the same group of players deployed in the same formation with the same tactics been on the field for, for this DC United team? And, you know, I we complain about Benny ball as as a tactic right and and I think we saw in the second half of the season that that this team can be and was more successful not doing just that every game but you know along the lines of learning to score it's nice to have the same players out there with you you know in the same positions not necessarily every week same formation same 11 right but they there's just so many parts that are interchangeable because so many players weren't uh you know, you couldn't bench this guy, right? I mean, who on this team this season could you, you know, was it, was that, was a must start? I don't know that anybody was.
2: Well, oh, Bill, if he was available.
0: I mean, th- th- yes, but there were a couple games when, when he was available and, and sites had the, you know, hot hand, if you will, and they, sites and they kept him in. He had I mean,
1: some pretty good games. Yeah. yeah. I
0: think he's the one that comes to mind for sure. But, uh, but we'll it's still a little you know, bit of an uh, argument. Uh, I certainly
2: take your point that there wasn't anybody who was going out there and saying I have to be out there every week because I give the team the best chance to win. If anybody gets Bill, um, but even then, sites did fill in yeah. admirably in a number of circumstances.
0: I, I think you know we're we're gonna spend you know an entire episode you know kind of looking back on this season and and, and talking about rosters. So I, I don't want to go you know super deep on that tonight, but. The one thing I was going to say at the beginning of the show before the. It's normally say I'm getting cut off by the press conference. This is like <laughs> one of the first times I got cut off. Um, but what I was going to say was to me, one of the nice things about this back half of the season, besides the fact that we won some games and it was fun to watch again, we learned so much about this team. You know, when we were at that inflection point right before uh, Olsen got fired, I, I, I didn't know how to evaluate some of these players, you know, because they just everybody was bad the whole team was bad right and i think what we saw in these last few weeks is we actually got to see some players look very good in in certain roles and positions and we saw some other players that you know probably shouldn't come back next year or you know depending on on you know what the contract situation is and and, and we'll get into all the details on that on, I'm in the future' really looking
2: forward to you calling out names for <laughs> yeah i, we'll I definitely i
0: I've, I've got some thoughts and i think some of them will surprise you guys Joshua you've been you've been quiet for a minute what's on your mind
3: I'm just trying to like you said I'm trying not to go into full offseason mode right now I'm trying to think about the game that we just watched I I thought DC United looked pretty good and for a while there I was I was very optimistic about their chances of making the playoffs I I came into this game expecting not that I expected DC United to not make it they're looking at their entire season they haven't played well uh and tonight they they got two set piece goals in the first half uh really good i mean no one can mark d'onovan pines from across uh so that's going in and and, then and he we, knows it now too right yeah. with the celebration
1: he was <laughs> so confident yeah he knew
3: and then we l- we let one back but then uh, uh, another set piece uh kamara gets his head on this one and it, and it goes in and i don't know it, it kind of leaves me feeling empty because we didn't see that run play play goal tonight uh, uh and then and frankly you probably should have
1: Yeah, I think that that's a little harsh. We had a lot of really big run-of-play moments. And this is going back to, like, we we just got a little bit too excited. And I don't know, I was talking um, in the one we were live during the game about how, like, we we had a lot of composure in the build-up and we had a lot of, um, you know, even at the very end, we were very calm. We were still making those passes. We didn't have people from shooting from 80 yards out, right? Like, we were still building up and putting in those crosses and setting – everyone was setting their teammates up for success but we just didn't have that like know-how to really like finish that opportunity right and that's again yeah. a lot of things that you see at the beginning part of the season you, you figure that out in preseason and then games into the season you figure out how what that build-up is going to be and then that next step is really finishing those games off um, and we just didn't have the know-how of how to do it today but I think that we easily could have right there's More than one chance that I can look at and say like, oh, that that could have and probably should have been in the back of the net for the black and red. And then we're in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I think it was 20 shots, seven on goal. That's significantly more than we've had some games this year. It's disappointing not to to come away with more from it. Yeah, Yeah,
3: I'm just bit uh, you were up for 43 minutes of this game. Yeah, uh, one goal puts it away, right? Three one, you can bunker from there, and I'm glad they didn't bunker at two one, uh, because I think that we would have met the same result. But I, I think you you gotta put one away, uh, and you're right. I,
0: I th- yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Joshua. And I, and I think they got a little bit thrown off just in terms of, you know, Rivas has to come out in the third minute, right? And you're and then that's that's one substitution window that's gone. And I, I guess yeah. what what was surprising to me in terms of using substitutions, but not so much surprising to me in terms of just how the game was going, but no changes at halftime. I mean, that, that was your free window, right? So if you wanted to make a change, you could have. They didn't. And I, and it's not like they gave up a goal right, right away. You know, it just that was one is like, oh, man, okay, so now we've only got two windows left uh and and then
2: no i don't know if i have a problem with not making a change at halftime you're up two one you're playing well you're you know expecting to use one of your subs in the second half for paul you brought in reyna late yeah. you, you were forced into using one of your windows early with the, the rebus injury i don't have a problem with not changing what's working for you at halftime
0: yeah i think more than anything i was just surprised that you know because you didn't use a window at halftime the two windows you had left you only did one sub at a time you know and like i think the paul sub was it was it two? Was it was still two one when paul came on i just i was just looking yeah at i, it. Think, I so. think so uh yeah well, paul, paul came on in the 69th minute and they conceded the equalizer in the 74th so yeah and, and then um it was it was three minutes after that reina came on um
1: well, who would you have brought on off the bench? I
0: think Mora. Uh, he was a late ad And that, that was where I was going, right, is, okay. is I would have brought on Mora, and I think that was probably in, in line of, like, you go to a four-man back line, you can do a little bit more bunkering. You don't necessarily have to put 11 dudes behind the ball, right? But you could you could do a little more in the four-man back line. I, I was surprised not to see Joe come on, and I do wonder if he's just still a little, little um, you know, not, not 100% fit.
1: You were also talking about um, Protis and Yao while we were watching the game you want to comment on that
0: yeah i mean i i think it, at one point and it was it was right after they gave up the equalizer um we just couldn't possess and and we for a long period of time you know and and it was frustrating because i still felt like we had a goal coming you know paul had a couple shots that when they did possess they were they were making positive things happen but it was it was a stretch where you know montreal had the most possession i think of the game for themselves right there and you know i just think of if you had somebody come on who could possess a little bit and maybe change things up and and for me that pro- that probably was kevin parades now I, I obviously you don't you don't look at kevin yet in his career as that you know mature guy that that you know you just you, everybody leans on to come in and take over a game i'm not saying that so much is as, as just a, a change of pace kind of guy right yeah i don't know who you would have pulled off for him
2: though i mean yeah maybe maybe a julian gressel but I think, you know, this was one of the first opportunities, especially getting Paul out there where you had all of the weapons that you really made an effort to go out there and get, you know, you had Assad on the field, you had Grussell, you had Areola, you had, you know, all of these guys, you had Flores who you you made a huge deal about bringing in. You had all of them out there in your crunch time. Those are the guys that you expect to lean on. I mean, I would have been, happy to, to see a Kevin or a Yao, but I don't know if I would have said that yes, one of those other guys has to come off to get them on there.
1: Yeah, I think we got to take it and look at it a little objectively, right? Because I think they were given, and we talked about this pre- prior in the season, I think they were given more time under the Ben Olsen era than they would have gotten. And we saw that play out, right? Like They definitely got less minutes um, with Chad Ashton. I was surprised to see Moses Nyman get the start today. Uh, I think... I don't know if everyone just wanted to see Paul, right? But everyone was like, Paul's back. He's starting. Um, But Moses actually got that start. And I thought it was interesting. So I'd agree while everyone knows I love Kevin Paredes and I would have loved to have seen him come on this field and kind of make an impact. I think it's, it's not surprising that we didn't look to our teenagers to really make a difference.
3: Yeah. Paredes actually, uh, Richard was saying Paredes wasn't available today. Um,
1: How did uh, I miss that? Yeah.
3: I missed that too. I'll I'll take his word for it. I, i didn't look at the bench really but uh, this is what's going to happen next year we were in a weird time where we had a bunch of injuries and a, a flailing coach uh, to put it I think kindly uh, <laughs> uh so so they were getting minutes uh, we were just trying things uh and and Paul's back and I think Paul is a, a, that would have gone to Griffin or someone uh, yeah. that's the attacking sub and if it's not Paul, because Paul, Paul is starting, whoever he replaces in the eleven is going to be taking those minutes. So it's going to, like I said before, I think it's going to be a real. I hope it's a selling point, or, or, or you know, a demand, a requirement for DC United for the coach that comes in to have a plan for these guys to, to have a some sort of development plan because it's going to be tough, and, and you're gonna you're gonna have to make some 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 decisions about when to play them and when not to. I, I think the decisions tonight were all, all right.
1: Yeah, yeah um, so thank you to, looks like Angus Long. Um, he's saying for Paredes, Goff, repeated, re, Goff reported that it was an injury and the rumor was that it was his hip flexor.
0: Yeah, and that's what Richard's saying in, yeah. in YouTube as well. So thanks, guys, for, for keeping us honest there. We're live here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. It's our final post game podcast uh, of the year. But, of course, we'll we'll be back at you guys um, in, in not too long um, as, as we go through. You know, a few, a few off-season episodes, roster breakdown, looking ahead to next season, um, you know, kind of a recap of this year. And at some point, we'll probably have to do a show on, on a few moments notice when DC United uh, make a decision about who's going to be the, the the head coach starting in, in, in 2021. But if you'd like to join the show, um, you can always do so by calling us at 202-892-6328. That's 202-892-6328. And by now, you guys know YouTube chat's open uh texts are open dms are open twitter chats open
1: yeah get in touch with us on that note you know i'd like to point out that we just made it through our first season for the pod right yeah (laughs) thank you so much to everyone who's been listening and commenting and helping us along right if we'd gone several games in and nobody was listening (laughs) we probably would (laughs) have not done it anymore right so thank you all for for keeping us going we've loved to talk to people that we wouldn't have met otherwise especially given the pandemic and the fact that we're not able to go watch in person um just having new dc united friends to kind of commiserate with honestly for most of the season um has been so great. You know, we yeah drunkenly decided to do a podcast one day and kind of fell backwards into it, but um, it, it's, it's been so much fun. I think sometimes more fun than others, but yeah, um, it's a lot overall, more fun. Ruin games. Exactly. All overall. Right. I think it's been a great experience and I'm really thankful to everyone for coming along with us.
3: Yeah. It's been a tough one too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully
1: no. this is like the tough part yeah. and we learned a lot and then we could just move forward into the MLS cup.
0: In, in retrospect, I would argue that there could not have possibly been a worse year <laughs> to decide to launch, launch this podcast. 2013 was pretty rough. I, well, uh, at least we would have had games we could in go person, to, right? Probably. And, yeah, and right. actually, we do. We do have a call coming in here, so let's take that. Hey, you're live on Tried and True. Who are we talking to?
8: Um, my name is Angus. Uh, I was uh listening to the pod, and uh, I just wanted to talk about the game a little bit and say thank you for always doing the uh, post games post game press conferences
0: yeah. oh well thanks thanks so much for for calling and for the shout what uh what's on your mind about the game tonight
8: uh it's just it it really is kind of a gut punch um I think I think everybody can agree with that
6: yeah
8: uh seeing seeing the lead cut uh seeing the lead cut away twice now two games in a row and then dropping that 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 last that last goal to to lose it really does really does suck but uh I don't know yeah it it feels different. It definitely feels different than where we were, you know, a month ago. As you guys were saying, that that idea, uh, that you know, we can't, we can actually build from this. There, there's just something different.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I was thinking about it when the final whistle blew. That this isn't the hardest game we've had to do a post game <laughs> show no. for. There were definitely times where we were like oh, man, we got to talk about this? That's crazy. But you're right. It definitely feels more hopeful, and it's almost a good thing that we got to do this kind of within a season. The entire season wasn't a wash then. We got to build off of it, and we'll be able to see that happen. We'll see the fruits of our labor in 2021.
2: So, Angus, uh, what do you want to see the team do moving forward to try to improve going into next year?
8: Well, for starters, I'd like to see how Felipe plays coming back from his ACL. It's very clear that he... Behind the scenes has been a real like uniting force for yeah, the players yeah. and somebody who's been trying to keep the spirits up in the locker room. So I'd like to see how that translates when he gets fully fit. Um, I'd also like to see what what uh, I don't know Chris can do when he comes back because that concussion was just really poorly timed. Yeah. Yeah, it sure was. And I think that uh, I think that seeing him coming off the wing would be really interesting. Um, I'm not so sure about Fisher. I think that's kind of a hot take. I know that (laughs) we all kind of wanted Fisher to come back after his knee, I guess, exploded is the best term, two (laughs) years ago. And with Chris kind of stepping into his role, it's going to be really interesting to see how that, I guess, battle plays out throughout the offseason and into the preseason next year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Fisher's been a guy who's been kind of up and down, you know, that, that first half of the, what, 2018 season, you know, had some struggles and then really earned a place in the lineup, then got injured, then came back. You know, th- that, that's an interesting take there.
1: Yeah. But you're right. Um, COA has really been able to kind of solidify a spot and you're right. It's super unfortunate that he had a concussion. If I think if he doesn't, this game, potentially goes in a very different direction he definitely would have brought something to the field tonight
0: yeah i mean to me if, if he's available and if joe's available i mean also felipe, probably going what four a good in the are probably yeah and i've got a great felipe story to tell uh <laughs> here in a few minutes we'll, we'll we'll let angus finish up i don't want to take up uh you know his time on on the call angus anything else you wanted to hit
8: <laughs> uh no I'm, I'm interested to hear that felipe jersey <laughs> i'm actually wearing my felipe jersey right now i oh, got it awesome. from of the new the new 2021 i'm a i I have to admit, when we first traded for him, signed him, however this league works, <laughs> it, it was not. Uh, it was not necessarily my favorite move. Yeah, but yeah, you were not seeing the there. passion that he brings to the field, it's uh, it's 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 just different. I was at the uh, the the Red Bull game where he like, where we where he first came back, where yeah. he first like started, and just seeing him like hyping up the supporters section yeah. when yeah. we were going over to take a corner, he he kind of just has like jumped into the team that i think the fan base kind
0: of had you know definitely had some issues with him beforehand yeah Yeah, i think that's a a common refrain throughout the the fan base is a lot of us were like really we got this this dude this villain is now on our (laughs) team right and now that i know you're such a big felipe sorry i'll I'll tell the story now so um (laughs) we we've uh, we obviously cover the the um midweek press conferences as best we can uh you know in, in spite of our normal jobs getting in the way a lot we try that we try to cover those and this week um you know frederick briant is is being interviewed you know they're asking questions and, and we just hear this like horrific kind of like scream in the background right and we're like what the hell and, and fred's like just continuing to answer the question and 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 uh zach is is usually the 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 kind of moderator, moderator of, yeah. of, the, of the of the press conference he's like I, i'm really sorry about that guys and so I texted him after time, right? Um, shout out to to um, Zach Abai and and um, and Sam Leg for for all the support they've given us this year, you know, on on the DC United staff. And was like, "All right, guys, this is the content we're really here for as a podcast." <laughs> what in God's name happened there? Like, right? And uh, apparently, Felipe has this running bit where every day he's in the facility, he finds Sam Leg and scares him when he's right in the middle of just, like, focus on whatever Sam's working on that day. And it happened to be in the middle of a live press conference this week. <laughs> <laughs> so a little, little inside story there. And, and I think that's exactly right. I mean, Felipe is just behind the scenes he's just one of those guys that like you know kind of holds everything together um and and so we had a little banter on twitter this week Felipe was interacting a bit I said we got to get him on the show I want to hear the top 10 uh top 10 moments where he scared Sam and he was like sure I'm in and he's like I also have a habit of of scaring Claudia Pagan the the sideline reporter and she was like oh no (laughs) so I think when we talk about off-season episodes having Felipe on the show is definitely high on the list
8: you know, you, you mentioned Briant and that's another question that is going to go into next season. I think is what do we do with the center backs? Because you have Pines, who is definitely stepping into a huge role, becoming more of that starter, and and you have Burtonbaum, who I'm assuming will be back from his injury, hopefully by, by the next by the next time by the time next season kicks off, and you have 35-year-old Frederick Briant who had a fantastic <laughs> season, he yeah. did. mind you, and played fantastically through injury but you know is that age going to become a liability do we keep him as depth what do we do
1: yeah i think that's a really good question question and one that we've been asking for several seasons now so it's crazy that it's not as though we're only playing him because we don't have a lot of depth in that position, which is absolutely true. But I think more often than not, he's really coming up big for this team. So. Well,
2: and you heard—I uh, don't know if you watched the pregame show, but Dave and Devin were talking pregame that you know Fred was actually their man of the year for yeah. uh, for the team, uh, and it's, it's not a bad shout. And yeah, a lot of leadership there.
8: Not the not the not not a bad shot at all, but I, it would be note that uh, it, it is of note that Devin McTavish said Junior Moreno is his player of the year. So <laughs> I guess that's a little. That's interesting. Take that with the grain of salt.
2: That's <laughs> interesting.
8: Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and and it's also interesting. What do we do in the midfield? We talk about Felipe. We talk about Moreno. We talk about Canales. And I know that this is off season stuff, but. Uh, you know, it's just interesting questions. What are we going to do with our roster next year? Especially seeing as the team probably won't have a lot of, you know, cash to splash with, without fans and, you know, without yeah. revenue coming in, active, without an active revenue source.
0: Yeah, there are a, a ton of questions that this team has to answer in the off season. And Angus, thank you so much for the call. I uh, really appreciate you joining. And and when we do the when we do the roster breakdown show, we'll we'll, we'll look forward to hopefully hearing from you again. And, and we can we can get your takes on some of the people we want to want to keep around. And and I know I've got a lot of work to do ahead of that show just to get a good understanding of contract situation and, and age of players and, and all that stuff. So Yeah, I,
1: and make sure um, that you're following us on Twitter um, for when we do that Felipe interview. A lot of times DC United um, doesn't give us a whole lot of heads up when we get those interviews scheduled, and a lot of that is just because of, especially in the offseason, pl- the player schedule and things like that. Um, but we, we try to give as much of a heads up as we can, so make sure you're looking out um, and you're able to, to join in on that interview.
8: Oh, yeah, I have notifications on. I'll, I'll definitely, be, <laughs> definitely be looking out. Um, thanks, guys. Thanks for doing all the post game press conferences. Like that accessibility in and of itself is something that I don't think the team has really had, other than maybe golf reporting on it. So being able to listen in has been a has been a great, great little treat this season. Thanks, guys.
0: Awesome. Hey, thanks so much, Angus. We we love to hear that. I mean, that was definitely one of the things that I think drove us um, to to do the show. Right? Yeah. Was was we recognized we were there. Yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, right. And it, we we were we were there, and it was like, hey, I, I want to hear what these guys say after the game, and you get a few a few quotes that come through in different articles and things like that. But um, no, we're we're really glad to hear that that our listeners have enjoyed that, and you know, one of the things we talked a bit about um, on on the uh, watch party earlier, which we we did for today's game. Um, we were really close to locking down the ability to actually do highlights uh yeah. with, you know with the, the Dave and Devin call and, and and you know kind of do video highlights and that's something that i really think we're going to have next year um we, we got we we were really that's close
2: optimistic. and we'll see <laughs> I,
0: what what happened I, i'll i'll just be really transparent i mean we were we were close to locking down a deal and then MLS's back happened, and, and there was uncertainty about the rest of the season, and so it, it just kind of fell apart. But um, I think that would really provide a lot of additional content after the games, in addition to the press conferences. Um, and hey, just being back on site again, yeah. I, I just I get I get chills thinking about
1: it. Yeah, MLS was super yeah willing to to kind of work with us to get us those rights. Um, and then yeah, obviously a great thanks to DC United for allowing us to to air those post-game press conferences um and to really be there and cover the pre-game press conferences um and any any conf- press conferences that happen in the off season will definitely probably won't be able to necessarily bring them to you live but we'll definitely be tweeting out updates um so follow along i know there have been moments where all of us have, have missed either the pre-game or the post game for various reasons and we're following along on twitter just like you all are so um, we'll, we'll definitely try to keep keep bringing that to you
2: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, who knows what format will be in next year. Hopefully we're back in the stadium and able to do in-person interviews, but, you know, looking forward to getting back to it. Yeah. You know, looking back on tonight and, and this game,
1: you know, I
2: thinking more about it, I really, it's not a, a bad performance from DC. United. It
1: like, wasn't at all. You're right.
2: Th- there were so many times this year where you come out losing a close game, like a one a two Oh, and, you never really thought, oh, you know, this is a, a game that we can win. And I don't know if I ever had that expectant feeling that, hey, we're going to, to pull this out those last 10 minutes. Um, a game like the Orlando game a couple years ago, the the famous yeah. uh, Wade running back and covering it. I had the very strong feeling that we were going to find a way to win that game. Don't know how, just it was going to happen. Didn't necessarily have that today. But you still looked at it and said, hey, this is a team that's playing well. They're playing well with each other. You know, it was pretty close to our first choice lineup, except maybe having Steve Birnbaum out there. They, they put in a good shift, and you know, it's disappointing not to come out with at least a point out of it. Uh, you needed three. That's kind of a factor of the way the rest of the season went. But the fact that you're in that conversation at all really speaks to the way this team has responded over the last month.
1: Yeah, I completely agree, and I want to say that, like, the impact that Ben Olsen has had on this team throughout the, what, 20 years that he's been a part of the franchise cannot be understated. Um, But I will say that there was a point in the season when you could tell that the players were not enjoying being out there on the field, right? Like, just to be frank, they did not look like they really believed in the vision of what this team had. Um, You could tell they were frustrated. We saw it come out sometimes in the press conferences that they were just – wishing to have something else um, going for them. And just in the shift with um, Chad Ashton and then, you know, whether or not he stays or a new coach comes in, you know, th- we just saw like they were having fun again, right? And they were believing in what they were doing and they were picking their heads up after being scored on and things like that. So it's, it was, like I said, right, like we've had much harder games so we've had to come on for it. And we love doing it again. We love talking to everyone, but there were definitely times when we were like, oof, we got to talk about it. Like that was barely enjoyable to watch. Yeah, now in, we in the episode where
2: uh, you heard us talking about uh league formats and values of different tournaments, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can guess how
0: we felt.
1: There were some rough times, yeah. But this, we did a
0: live show at, at, at across the pond after we got shellacked like yeah, twelve mil <laughs> by Philly. It was like, oh my god. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, but today, it like it's, it's still worth talking about the game. Right. I mean, it's always worth it. But to today, like we, we had a lot of those promising moments and we had a lot of buildup and those goals were really unfortunate, but you know, it's key things that you can look at and fix as a defense. And it's not just, well, the entire team gave up. So <laughs> what are we going to do now? Yeah. And,
2: and one of the things you hit on there was, you know, the, sh- the shift when you went to Chad Ashton and, and the team got better and playing and so forth. And, I don't think it's completely fair to say that just changing coaches was, you know, a, a magic shift that made this team significantly better and in a position to make the playoffs. They did finish the season in thirteenth, which is about where they were when, uh, when Ben was fired. Uh, you know, at, at that point, Ben had very much tried every different option available to him. Sometimes yeah. you have to make a change and and just to you know, mix things up and see what else you can you bring to it. Uh, I don't think I have a whole lot of fault with Ben for the way he managed. At, at that point, it was it was time to move on, and I think everyone, including Ben, accepted that. The team got better. Uh, you know, hopefully Ben has enjoyed the last half of the season, uh, and I think we'll talk more about that in our end of season wrap up. But I, I do want to make sure that we're not looking at it as a oh this was a fix just because Ben left.
1: Yeah
3: kind yeah. of dabbling in both it was just what i want to do it, uh, so this is the, again it, we've talked about it a couple times this is the second game in a row where we had a lead and then we lost uh, and the team has been playing better. i, I want to acknowledge all that because i'm about to uh you know. Rip anyways us apart. Uh, the, the team has been playing better and I, i'm very happy with the form but but when the games are in your hand and and DC and I had won these two games; they would be well into the playoffs. We'd won
1: either of these games; we'd right. be in the playoffs today.
3: Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually just looking right now to see we, we finished on 21. We've been on 27. If we won both, yeah. we're talking about. Oh,
3: it would same same scenario. I, I was nine, looking to
0: see if we would have got you know a home game at least in we, the playing. We, we game, wouldn't have had a we been, we
3: worry right. today. We would have had, yeah. We, we would have 24 points going into day if we had won last week, uh, yeah. which is what 10th place is at right now. And as much as Chad Ashton has changed his team for the good, maybe that's a little bit of just the players feeling refreshed. Is Chad Ashton to blame for these, these late comebacks, to teams? I, I think it's an indictment on him. Like Like, yeah, the team is playing better, but we still lose. Uh, and so like two games ago I was thinking maybe maybe we do keep Chad Ashton but but now
1: also came into a system that was pretty broken right and he was able to flip it around he was part of
3: that system you're right
1: you're absolutely right but at the end of the day it wasn't his call so he had to come in and flip things halfway through this season or not more than halfway through the season well more you have to remember that when he initially came in we were still playing like the Saturday Wednesday Sunday Wednesday Saturday that's not time to implement a new system right you are just barely hanging on at that point so he didn't really get a time to revolutionize this team in the way that he might be able yeah. to if he is hired well, and is has time with this team in the offseason
2: that's one of the the things about it though is that i don't think that he was coming in saying you yeah, know we should have been playing this three at the back the entire time i've been here over the last 12 years like at some point you, you have to look at it and say you yeah, know he's been part of it well, you know do, what he's saying
1: in interviews. Yeah. He's not saying that publicly because, no, he's not going to – No, no, for sure. For the last 10 years, he's not going to come out and like publicly trash Ben Olsen and talk about well, how I mean, he would – You don't have to do trash better. him, but, but
3: I think if you want the job, you have to distinguish yourself from the past.
1: But that's not necessarily <sighs> well, to the media. He, he didn't do that, though. Well, well, that's not necessarily to the media when you're sitting uh, in last place.
2: There is no way that you stay as the top assistant coach to a guy for 12 years if you guys aren't at least fairly well aligned on what the team – You're right, but that
1: doesn't mean you don't have your own opinions. Sure.
0: So so I think one of the things I just (laughs) took a step back to think about, I mean, Joshua, you're so good on this show about, like, being critical of the team, (laughs) which is something that I'm not as capable of until I'm, like, really, uh, you know, emotionally either – Detached, or I'm just like super upset because something went terrible. Super drunk, uh, yeah, or that. Um, <laughs> Thanks, John. Uh, right, and, 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 <laughs> all the above. And, it, and it's it's obviously not fun when we're in a really dark place. But I think the team is in a good position, yeah. you know, now. And and remember, it, I it's a really insightful things. question, right? <laughs> here's what I here, here's what I would argue though, and and this is this is where my head went immediately, which is I think different from you guys. What I might have actually done today, up to one, is I might have rolled out betting ball. Yeah. And I would have said, you know, I would have said, F it. Oh, this you, team you, knows how to play Benny Ball. It, it not might be ugly. Not successfully this
1: season, though. Uh, well,
0: they never had the lead. And they had the lead
3: today.
1: We also didn't tie every game, though. We lost every game. Well, uh, But
3: they
0: didn't <laughs> have the Benny Ball
1: lead was ever. not successful this season. It was very successful last season. But we also had Steven. We also had Felipe, right? Like, we weren't playing with Knauss in the center defensive role, right? Like, you had all these other key players that made Benny Ball successful. So, just saying, like... Uh, Screw it! Let's play the system right now. Like that wouldn't have been successful. So
2: successful, Benny Ball. You're right. Th- for it's this relative. Might be a little <laughs> bit. I, yeah. I, I do think that there was a change in the mentality as far as Ben very much did not want to give up goals. Ben was very much of a, well, we're defend first, and then if we get a goal, hopefully that's enough two then we should be golden because we're not going to give up a lot of goals and the team in the last month or so has shifted under ashton to saying hey let's go forward let's try to score you know if they beat us coming out of the way and a lot of times they didn't uh then you know we'll deal with it when it happens but we're going to go forward and we're going to try to score goals it, it, i think to some extent it was a more of a mindset of well we don't have much to lose we're already in last we might as well go after it and it was successful and I hope that which works for us though Uh, and that's
1: how other teams have won this entire league right it's like well you might as well go after it so I I don't see anything wrong with that
0: so I don't know that that then back to Joshua's original Question. Then I, I don't know if, if you guys are okay with that. Then I don't think Chad Ashton lost these last two games. I think Chad came in and said we're gonna we're gonna play. We're gonna d- definitely not play Benny Ball. We're gonna push forward, and as a result, we're gonna concede some goals. And I think the point I'm trying to make is you you can't play Benny Ball for the whole ninety minutes, as you said, Sam. Right? We wouldn't have been in position to win this game. But you played Ashton Ball for the first half. You got a lead, and you probably could have rolled out Benny Ball, and you might have—you might not have lost the game. And and I obviously we, we needed to win. Yeah. Um. So it it it's an interesting you know dynamic. But I, I guess I couldn't shake after this game. It we didn't deserve to lose. We probably did deserve to not make the playoffs.
1: Overall, I think yeah. we deserve to win tonight. Overall, we probably, you're right. I don't even know if
0: I can say we deserve to win tonight.
1: <laughs> I think for, I mean, the last 15 minutes is when it all came undone. And yeah. like we have said, we've had, okay, Back but to separately, <laughs> we had other yeah. chances yeah. and we had times to put this game away, right? So sure, but we, that doesn't mean that we didn't deserve to get the three points. We had all three
3: points. And, and Chad Ashton, look, I, man, I'm, but he didn't, I'm not trying to bury this guy, but he, he made three subs. Did he sub on a defensive player? I, I don't, I don't no, think so. No, but what defensive
1: players does he have right now? They're yeah. all injured. He's got Joseph
3: Moore, I probably Moore one of the on. best left backs in the league. He has we don't, you guys know, we don't my know
1: how love he's doing right Moira. now, though. He was a last-minute yeah. ad. We yeah, don't yeah, know if O'Neil he really could have come in. Well, hold on. We I don't do think know, Fisher's We do know answer. he could have
3: came on. If he, if he's on the game day
0: roster, You're I mean, right, but there's a
1: different feel like, we don't know what the behind the My scenes are. My hot
3: tech for the game, I wouldn't have put Paul Ariel on the field. I don't think he was the right sub for the moment. I know it. F- it's feel good. I actually good. agree with you. <laughs> it's feel good. It's everything. But I don't know what he added to the game that we didn't already have.
1: So I would argue also that Chad Ashton has not had the say yeah. in who our transfers are or how we but work Sam, these players or Sam, who Sam, we Sam, now bring you're up.
3: investing years into a coach.
1: I'm just saying you can't. Who's part of a I'm just saying that, failure. like, these last couple games show you a little bit of oh my god show you a little bit of what he can do right but like the conversations that he's having in his interviews are very different from what we're seeing on the field right he could have completely different tactics and he says if you get me this type of player and this type of player I'm going to revolutionize the way this team plays and I couldn't do that now because I don't have those type of key players so but but I,
2: I, like that. That. I hesitate to call it a 10 year failure you did win an open cup in there um <laughs> You were first in the conference in, in another <laughs> year. Joshua's going to leave. He's going <laughs> to walk out of the studio. <laughs> Calling it a 10-year failure is perhaps a bit too far for me. Uh, I, I do think that, you know, we have the benefit of hindsight saying, hey, if you just hold on to that lead, you're fine. And you're, I do think there's something very valid to saying, hey, maybe you don't bring Paul on. Maybe you shift and play it more defensively. And, you're right. And you finish it off. That's fine. I do think that you got dealt a really rough hand with Rebots having to go off in yeah, the first totally out, yeah. three minutes, b- Absolutely. having to burn one of your windows. There's only so many opportunities. Kamar scored, though. There's only so many <laughs> oh, uh, opportunities that Coach has to impact a game. You can change the information. Yeah. You can bring players on. You can you know give instructions. But at the end of the day, it, this is not a, a football game where you're calling plays and yeah. putting people in exactly the position you want them to be in. You know, you have a limited opportunities and if you say that one of our big things is getting paul back out there because paul had a couple opportunities where he if he had cracked it just a little bit better you know possibly finding a goal or two and, that's what i'm saying and putting this away i don't think that again we can look back on it and say that paul did not win the game for us didn't put it away didn't do whatever maybe you should have gone more defensive I, I, think, d- I don't have a problem, if, though, with bringing him on. I
1: think if this game were to happen mid-season, we'd be very less less critical about but it, what the result was. Yeah,
3: but it happened after a season where we played 23 games and we only won five. So that, if you want to take it out of the context,
1: What's your I, point? I don't think
3: that works. It's been a bad season. It, yes. You can't just say, oh, just because there was heightened pressures. The whole season has been bad. That's why it's in this sort of situation.
1: No, but I'm just saying right i think we all acknowledge that this team did not deserve to be in the playoffs so you can't be arguing that like you can't say we shouldn't have been in the playoffs and then also say that this was a bad game well, because no. it's the game that didn't put us in the playoffs i, I think you should sure, win, win sure you every game I, don't think so.
3: I think you should win every game i think that's game.
1: unfair this was, today was a bad game you
3: can say that
0: it and was you, not a bad no, the, game so, it was a good game so, it was a
1: really unfortunate loss was not loss. a bad game it was
0: a bad result yeah, it, it was absolutely. a bad result but also i i I don't think we're... I don't think the four of us... I know the four of us aren't on the same page in terms of how we should have handled that second half. Yeah.
3: I I think you should win every single game you're leading in the 70th minute. Absolutely. Totally fair. I would take...
0: We're having some technical difficulties. Someone is trying to call in and I can't seem to pick it up here. Um...
3: It might so be Angus. Bad, he, he's mad at you guys for saying that it was not a failure. He put in the chat thirty eight percent win percentage and multiple. I'm not last saying season. I
1: never said that this season was a success. No, 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 That's no, no, not no, what no, I'm no. saying. In
3: defense of Chad Ashton. He was
1: I'm also not re- necessarily defending Chad Ashton. I'm saying that if he gets hired next season, we all need to give him a chance and almost like ignore the. Here games we go. We finally season. have the call
0: coming in. So, somebody's gonna gonna help take us off this way. You're on trying and Drew, who are we talking to? Uh my name's Richard. Hey Richard.
6: Hey. um first i wanted to call in and say thank you uh for all of the shows this year it, it actually made this season so much better to listen to you guys uh talk about the games and i really appreciate all all the time and energy you guys put into this show so wanted to uh thank you for that
1: thank you well, thank um, you
3: love to hear it
6: when you, your discussion right now about um chad ashton and did he lose these last two games um I wanted to put in that I, just, I think part of it was that he was having to scramble with roster because of the, just how shallow the bench was and all it, for this whole season that, I mean, Paredes is a left back, left wing last week. Um, this week, you know, uh, Knaus is a center back, which the first game in Atlanta it worked, but after that, yeah. wasn't really, yeah. he's just not, he's not as aware Uh, back there I mean that first goal they gave up he he was ball watching (laughs) and let a guy come through so I think part of it was that this roster had gone as far as it could and that any coach was going to have trouble sustaining any kind of uh, um, success with it just because they were so many pieces that don't really complement each other and so they were always having to kind of mix and match
1: that's a really yeah. good point. I feel like that's a really good middle ground you just brought us back to. And I I mean, I agree with what yeah. you just said. And I think
2: Chad made that point a little bit in the post-game press conference was talking about, you know, the number of injuries this team has, has dealt with. And, you know, it has been a challenge. You saw that tonight with, as we said, limiting the opportunities he had to make subs. They definitely had an uphill battle to do this year. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm very positive coming out of this game.
6: Um, I'm having trouble hearing you guys, so I'm gonna go. But I just wanted to again thank you very much for it. I look forward to listening to you guys next year, and hopefully seeing you guys at some live events when fans can come back. So
0: thanks. Yeah, thanks so much, Richard, for the call. We really appreciate it. And um, sorry we we're having a little technical issues there. Um, so one, just to address that, um, we can't <laughs> wait to see to meet so many of you guys yes. in person. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's coming. I, I promise it's coming. Um, <laughs>
1: and I we'll know a there. lot, uh, we have a lot of people who are not from DC, right? Um, they're from other markets and, you we'll know, we'll be able we, to travel again. Exactly. To away this games. is a group that travels to away games pretty frequently. No. Um, I travel uh, for work pretty frequently, right? No. Like we're super excited to meet you all when it's safe. I to miss do away so.
3: days so much. Right. Brian has already uh, commented See you guys in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: now I, I, I guess <laughs> I, I want to, I just want to put a point on the, or I guess, a, is it a point on, on the point I was trying to make <laughs> anyways, um, all I was saying was, I, I so I think overall to your question, no, I don't think Ashton's to blame for these two losses. However, I, I do think I would have personally handled it differently today, and I think I would have just, I, I would have leaned into that Benny Ball grit that this team has inside. You got that 2-1 lead. I would have brought on uh, Mora, or even if Mora couldn't go for the for, for 45, you could have brought on Fish. You you probably bring him on for Nyman, who was the first sub to come out. Yeah. You go to a four-man back line. You bounce Canals out to right back, which is... Probably still not where we want to see him, but better <laughs> than center mid, and and you can at least be a little bit more defensive and play Benny ball. Does that win and get us in the playoffs? I, I don't know. It, it didn't happen, I, right? But I
2: think I'm with you. If we had been up three one, I think that again with your limits and and Ashton
0: uh, might have done it too, right? Because he yeah. he said we just needed to punish him.
2: Sorry. And let, let's be real, like moving forward, we're not expecting to have five subs again you know in in future seasons we're expecting to go back to the traditional three uh but it's very hard once you say hey it's time to shut this game down we're going to go to a benny ball situation god forbid you give up another goal there then you have to change back out of that into going forward i think the major takeaway from that is that you really needed that third goal to try to really create the separation and make it a very obvious decision point instead of saying hey you know it's 2-1 do we shut it down now do we wait you know we talked a little bit about it on on the watch party it was you know at what point do you say all right time to pack up let's get out of here with this result i don't think yep. any of us thought that getting out with 2-1 was going to be enough
1: Oh, I completely agree. I'm really glad you said that. Um, yeah, because if we do get into Benny Ball, which, by the way, is like what lost this team, right? So by switching halfway through and telling the team to suddenly adapt back into oh. that, I don't think they would have liked Benny that. Benny
3: Ball made the playoffs a lot. Uh, yeah. I okay, don't know. we're talking I about this season, me. though. No, 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 no. And this you, you season,
1: this team... 10 <laughs> failure in, in this I know, right? Playoffs. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. This yeah, team hated <laughs> Benny Ball this season. But we this all team, saw it. We all just agreed that we saw that.
0: But this team's also smart enough to know that Benny Ball can be effective, so, and we never led this year, which is why it doesn't you can't matter because two 90. blacks,
1: two blacks point, just being up one goal. If they then get a sneaker in there, and then we're two two. This team doesn't know how to come back and then win that game left. again.
0: Why can't why can't you bring why can't you make another change?
1: Well, what. Two. Okay, Two obviously subs. it depends on when that sub comes in. Yeah, it obviously depends on when yeah. that sub comes so, in. So, so, I think so, Paul was always coming on, so it would yeah, have been the Reina sub. And, and he was. Po- <laughs> and to your
2: point, in the 70th minute, when have. you brought Paul on, or it, it was a little bit earlier Different. than that, it was little, in mid-60s, was. you, know, you could have done that. But I'm, thinking, I'm still focusing on your point of, well, why don't we switch to Benny Ball at halftime? you know this it, team hated that if you got them to the 75th minute then i don't I'm
0: care what they like
5: i want to win that's what
1: that's how we lost all <laughs> these better. games though they did not like playing We that pay you, money, you play how we
0: tell you <laughs> wow. get out there <laughs> 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 i don't care what
1: you oh, like oh gosh all uh, right so separately, john has not
0: wrote a
2: single paycheck to the players <laughs> uh,
1: come on notably, yeah. oh, separately oh. getting back to i guess kind of Joshua's original question and just talking about Chad Ashton, I wouldn't argue that his reign has been a success or a failure. I think he was able to turn around. I think what Richard said was absolutely right is that any coach in the entire world would have had a difficult, what was it, like a handful, 10 games that he had to come in and flip us around from winning, what, two. For the entire season right like every coach is going to struggle with that so i think the point that i'm trying to make i'm not throwing my hat in the chad ashton ring right like i would love to see who else is in their final list of coaching contenders and i'm excited to learn more about that and then be really excited about this in the months to come i'm just saying that if chad ashton is hired you like i said just kind of have to ignore these games and like give him a fresh start because that's when he's in charge that's when he's running a preseason that's when he's having a say in the transfers that's he was, when he, he was doing all that before he wasn't
3: he, he was
0: but no he wasn't, he wasn't the main guy i'll give you that no
1: you can tell it wasn't his call because of the flip that he's made since ben has left he didn't just like ah, he continue. had a
0: mandate to flip it because it didn't go but, well in but the he band.
1: but he did and he could and we saw the results right anybody he didn't could right just don't do what the last guy did Ben couldn't he didn't right and that's why he got fired so he if he were so into the Ben train of thought they would have brought in Ryan Martin or they would have brought in someone else to lead this team to the end of the season the fact that they gave it to Chad shows that he has a little bit of a different take on what Ben Olsen was doing and we saw that literally on the field no
3: no 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 they gave it to Chad because they they had no one else Uh, Chad Ashton is the coach of DC United right
1: now
0: he was no. still coaching at loud yeah yeah, no I,
3: I look it, which this one's is, the priority I, I like to I like to ask these questions about the short term because you guys take it to the long term which is what I want you to do uh, but right. this is not what the show is supposed to be I, I think Chad Ashton is the coach of DC night right now because he was the man left standing after Ben left I think he's done a decent job I don't know if I'm willing to give him a year maybe if none of the other candidates shine but but I'm not convinced I'm that. glad they're interviewing right like it seems like regardless
0: they're gonna interview him which other is people. fine
1: and that's, that's not, not what, what i'm do. arguing yeah. against yeah
2: i think he overperformed for the games that he got like <sighs> it, it, can, Since, c- yeah. c- compared to the baseline of what the team was when he took over they did better that's hard to disagree with now do you talk about whether this is the solution for the long term I'm not sold. I, I, I again, yeah. I, do, I want. Uh, I stand by what I've said previously on what they're trying to do coaching wise. I want somebody with a consistent vision with who wants to develop talent, who knows how they want to play, and is going to do that game in game out. I think they're that Chadashin got a kind of a free pass to say, "Hey, let's go forward." You know, if this team had not responded and gotten the wins down the stretch, but had still lost every game three two instead of the one zero or two zero. Games that we were experiencing under the end of the Ben Olsen era, blowing up to four zero for those last two games, you know, it would have been frustrating. But you know, he had to he had to change something up. I don't think that you work with a guy for ten years and then all of a sudden say, this entire time I've had a secret ambition to 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 play completely differently.
0: Yeah, I I I mean here's here's the point I was trying to make, Sam. I. When you when you're on a staff, right, and, and, and the head coach is fired, you basically know y'all are gone too, right? I mean that, that that's how the script is written. So He was, Chad there before was Ben. Yeah, was yeah. But for the last ten years. Chad was given a, a, a chance to change this season for DC United and the the only thing he could not do was play Benny Ball. Right, he, he had to make a change. That's why Ben was fired. If he rolled out with the same thing, people would have been like, What on earth? Right? Like you, you had to make a change. And so that, that was what I was saying in terms of like well yeah, anybody could have came in and flipped the script on, okay, we're not gonna do that, we're gonna we're gonna attack more, and if we're gonna lose, we're gonna give up more goals. It turns out the last two games, they shipped more goals, they lost the games. But I th- that's the point I'm trying to make is like I don't think that Ashton was revolutionary in any way for this team um but i do think that he deserves credit for taking advantage of the opportunity to change how this team plays and and, and get the players behind him get everybody on the same page and damn they almost made the playoffs so should we do man of the match <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's, yeah, i mean we we're not getting that. anywhere yet. we're yeah. gonna have a, a, <laughs> several opportunities over the far too long off season to to talk about these things potentially
1: until april yeah yeah
0: but
2: you know i I think for today at least we can put a a bow on on this season and and talk about performances today uh who do you got oh i'm gonna completely take the cop out uh Paul coming back after you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care that he didn't score. I don't care oh, that he man. didn't you know make a meaningful impact. I don't care that John and Joshua wouldn't have even put him in the game to begin with. The fact that he got out there, got that moment and especially, you know, more than taking shots took contact and popped back up and said, Hey, you know, I'm good to go. I'm ready to play that kind of performance. Uh, it's, it's hard for me, especially in a game that we lost and gave up that many goals it's hard for me to look anywhere else than Paul.
3: I'll tell you, uh, uh look, no disrespect to Paul beautiful that he came back. I, I love the guy. I think he's the heartbeat of this team now. Um, just hearing him talk about the team and, and what he's been through and, and what he's overcome. I, I love seeing him out there for me. Very easy today. Donovan Pines was playing in a back three with a center defensive midfielder, and he did a lot of good work on the defensive side. He had a couple mistakes. I think he did as much as he could on the on the first goal, but I think he's got a little bit of fault there. Uh, but besides that, the it's a center back with three goals on the season. Uh, who, who is a homegrown player? You you have to love that. Uh, he's a threat, and and honestly, if he keeps playing like this, I could see him getting some attention from Europe and stuff like that. Um, So Donovan Pines for, for man of the match and maybe next episode man of the year.
0: Wow. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk, we'll talk in in detail about that. I'll agree with you today. I think I'm with you with, with Pines. I think he solidified himself um, as, you know, somebody who just, he's so important to the future of this team. And I I think he took, I think he took some big steps this year and and that's a great way to, you know, to kind of describe it for tonight performance right i mean he's out there as as one of two true defenders in a three-man back line um and and i think he's he's got he's got more promise on the attacking side as well not just from headers i mean you can see that he wants to do those things um and and I'm, i'm i'm excited to see it come together so yeah for me goal tonight donovan pines man of the match sam (laughs)
3: have him
1: and that's all tonight folks thanks for tuning in no i i mean yeah going third but i was also going to give it to donovan um i think the yeah the first and third goals he could have done better on but you can say that about more than one person for having conceded those and i think the things he also made a goal line clearance right and he had that goal and he made a lot of key tackles um i just think he's been playing so well and you can see we said it, but even in his goal celebration, right, that he's gaining confidence and um, he re- he's really feeling himself playing for D.C. United yeah. right now. Um, I, I was i was trying to think, right, like he's, he's just my man of the match, but some honorable mentions um, for today and potentially for the season. I think Assad has been um, picking it up a lot. I think Flores had a much better game today um, than he has had, which is really promising for D.C. United fans uh, because I think we haven't seen of him – This season, what we wanted to see of him. um, I think we saw sparks of that today Um, and looking forward to to seeing that next season. What?
2: Oh, go ahead. I have no problem with admiring Donovan's performance today. I will just point out that on the three goals, the first goal happened because he got bodied up and had the ball played in behind him. The second goal happened because he failed to get out to the ball and clear it with the head. And then the third goal happened because you, the entire back line failed to shut down a breakaway on the other team. We, we gave up. We, we used the cop out. You,
3: yeah. you, <laughs> you picked a man and that subbed on
2: minutes. and did nothing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, I think a, this a man is who where did not
2: cost us. Th- <laughs> th- I'm not saying that Donovan cost us three goals.
1: No, you literally just No, said no that. Just saying, you, no, did not, not you actually said just said no, no. I did not say that.
2: I said that Donovan was involved in the defense that conceded the three goals.
1: Okay, so I think shout right like this is why we need the highlights i think that in every single one of those goals you could have pointed to someone else and probably more people live yeah and say like that person also should have done this and that person should have done this and that person should have done this. also while we're just talking about i think um bill hamid also had a really good game he made a lot of key saves he came out a couple times yeah i think he did really well
3: final thoughts on donovan pines he fills the perry kitchen 23 hole in my heart uh what a nice progression there uh love to see him rocking that number (laughs) i'm I'm about this (laughs) probably galaxy (laughs) oh wow Uh, that might be the next jersey purchase for me, the Donovan Pines. Oh, that's oh, a good shout. Oh, that's something that. we'll have to do. We'll have to wrap up. Uh, we'll get
0: Felipe on, and then we'll we'll have to run back the, yes. the, the jersey pitches from all the players this season that we've had on.
3: Oh, and Felipe's jersey pitch will be Yes, Yeah, it's be we going to get. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's gonna, uh,
2: w- one of the top – We need to do need to do from the team store in case we need
3: to. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. And then we well, all need to go buy our jerseys. One yeah. of the top
0: jersey pitches of the season was actually Pippa, who's now gone. Aww. <laughs> He's worse. just a normal guy. Just a He's normal just a normal guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> you can still probably buy that jerk yes, sure I'm sure they'd sell it to you for like $1,000. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll
0: have those clips
2: you know, up at some point. you know. Yeah. They're
1: all up. You can go listen to them. I, honestly, I'll y'all. Make, I'll make a complication. I have a little bit of beef with y'all right now because I was looking at some of our analytics and Kevin Paredes' interview is our least listened to episode and it's probably one us, of the, the most listeners. fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with the listeners. I love you guys so much. And again, thank you for, for carrying <laughs> us throughout Sorry. the season. It wouldn't
0: have been news if Sam had a beef with us. No, I <laughs> continually have beef with you all. Yeah, Sam, <laughs> listeners. Are you not pers-
2: personally responsible for the fact that we haven't listened to that episode several times? No, oh, that's that's so true.
1: <laughs> Listeners, I'm looking directly at you at the camera. Go listen to this interview. It's everyone so fun. just left the
3: chat. If you want to know
1: if you want to know why I love Kevin Britis so much, like go listen to that. He's so just fun, and he is going to bring so much to this team. He has such a bright future. Later, you know, when you're like done with your hangover from tonight and being sad, like please go listen to that episode because it's so good. Yeah.
0: And we'll take a quick moment before we sign off to shout our friends at Across the Pond. Um, they've been a great partner this season, and I think the promo code podcast is still available um, for 5% off your order, even though Sam and I failed to use it. Uh, on Monday when we were there, we watched uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the critical games in, in the tried-and-true uh, group stage uh, in, in the Premier League. Sam's trying to mute me here, bless you, but I will say, not only... Is Leicester City top of the Premier League and top of the Europa
3: Group? They're also top of the tried and true group. So I just just put that out there. It's
1: pretty early in the season. A lot of time. A lot of time. When you're crying at the end, you're just
3: lucky that you can't fit VAR inside of Leicester (laughs) because every single time it's not. It's not just VAR. It's mostly penalties we've been
0: year. I mean, the stat was insane this morning when we were watching how many penalties we've had. And I and I told you the second half of the season we're going to get like none. It'll it'll come around.
1: You'll be sad um i'd also like to point out that i believe that tonight was military appreciation night so it was yep thanks and Veterans to, day
0: is uh, wednesday
1: yep so appreciate that from everybody obviously the team um usually does like numbers on the back and they usually do kind of like a camo warm-up shirt um didn't i don't think they did the pride numbers either right because fans aren't really in the stand well, they um, were supposed to do
0: a bunch this year well, I we think. also didn't we didn't play games in june which is probably sure. why. Yeah.
1: yeah, I just, you know, they really cut back. Um, those things are obviously um, a little bit more expensive to produce because they're, like, limited runs. Um, so, obviously, they didn't do a whole lot of those this season, but that doesn't mean we appreciate our military any less.
0: Any closing thoughts on our uh, our final post-game show of the season? We'll t- probably take a couple weeks off, and then we'll, we'll come back with with some podcasts.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely do a semi-regular some type of yeah. schedule in the off season. Um, you know, we tried to come at you every week during the coronavirus um, hiatus. I don't know if we're going to do it that frequently, but um, we'll definitely keep, keep it up. And if you guys have topics you want us to cover and talk to us with, please talk to us about, please let us know. Um, we're definitely going to do like a pro rel episode. I think at one point we tease that a lot during coronavirus hiatus and we didn't get to it. Um, so we'll probably do that. Obviously like with the coaching changes, you know, When the transfer window opens and we're making a lot of transfers, um, there there will be a lot of things to talk about. Go ahead, Joshua. Preparation
3: starts now. This is for all of you and all the listeners at home. I'm going to be researching. I'm going to have the coach for DC United to win an MLS Cup. I'm going to have the transfer from Europe, the MLS trade that needs to happen, homegrowns that need to be signed. I'm going to have the plan, the master plan, and I'm going to tell you all why all your plans are wrong.
4: And well, we're not going to have fans that, that in <laughs> detail, I can
1: already tell you. And
2: Joshua will have all of that the last week in March between, before the season starts. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Kamara will be number one. Uh,
2: hey, if I'm get, excited. If we get 20 goals out of Kamara next year, um, I'm not here for it. <laughs>
3: Kamara's going to score 20 goals for I FC Cincinnati. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think, and that will be the only
0: 20 goals. This, this season. <laughs> I
3: will tell you that I, I think if
0: there's any way to wrap up this season – it's just the fact that we're all laughing and smiling right now <laughs> and, and excited for next year Aww. because man, if if, if, if uh, let's just say if, if we kept on the Olsen train for the rest of the season, and we kept playing like that and we were still sitting on like eight points, I don't know how excited we'd be right now. But I think all of us believe that this team's got a shot to turn it around next year and
2: We gotta go out to Bowie Wine now,
0: right? I don't know. We're starting to get copyright claims on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's flagging from us from the bobby that. Wine song, <laughs> which I've, I've got the tweet that that he said you could use this. So. Legally binding? That tweet is I, it? I. Yeah, he was like, anyone can use this anywhere. Oh wow. I don't know. We'll I'm, get I'm, in we're with we're you gonna too. get bobby yeah. on the show and, and we'll, we'll break it down live. Yeah. I think we're gonna go out to run to win because that's that's what this team's got. We're
1: running do. to 2020 to win the MLS Cup. That's right. But I'm.
0: Hey, friends, it's been a blast. We'll talk to you very, very soon, right here on Tried and True, the DC United Post Game Podcast, presented by Heineken.